Good evening, it is Wednesday the 1st of July. Uh, today, well, every Wednesday we would usually present uh, weekly 1 to 11 um, on this evening's podcast, um, but we felt it only right and fitting to recognise uh, the achievement of Liverpool FC um, in a special title-winning podcast um, as the club celebrates its first ever Premier League title and its first um, first division title in 30 years. Um it's a fantastic achievement, something that um, I think all Liverpool fans have been waiting for for probably too long, if anything, Jack. Um, first question, and do think about this before you answer it, because uh, I think you know most Liverpool fans will, will just answer straight away with an answer that they maybe don't actually believe themselves. But how confident were you at the start of the season that Liverpool were going to win the Premier League this season? I wasn't. Okay. Um, you know, I know that a lot were, but I thought, I just thought it was going to be another close year and City are going to win it again. It, yeah. it seemed that way. And then, and then they lost company, is, yeah. is what I'll say. Uh, and Liverpool were able to run away with it. It wasn't so much, you know, despite how well Liverpool have done this season, they've had uh, an amazing year of football. But, the other teams in the league haven't performed to the same standard that they usually do. Um, so it has, been, it has been made easier for Liverpool this year. So, uh, so in answer to your original question, I didn't think it would be this simple to win because I didn't even think we would. I thought it was going to be another sad second place. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's an interesting point. I mean, we will talk about the achievements that Liverpool have made this season. And, you know, the, their, their achievements are fantastic. Um Obviously, in terms of draws and losses, they are, as you say, you know, um, other teams not stepping up to the plate as much. Um, the, their achievements are quite a way above even second place Man City in terms of losses and draws. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame that there was that one loss in there, but as a whole, that, that doesn't really matter, does it? No, absolutely. So... When was when was the moment for you then um, that you realised? Was it a point in the season, or you know, what what sort of time was it? What sort of period was it then? You, when you first had the genuine thought and genuine belief that it was going to be Liverpool's title this year, when was the moment? Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't uh, uh, during a particular match or anything. It was actually a conversation with you uh, quite quite early on in the season. To be fair. Because um, it was before the season started, I thought, no, it'll just be cities again. And then it was quite early on when Liverpool were on that winning streak. They must have won about ten in the ten in a row. Um, and I remember having a conversation with you, and we just said, "Well, when can they lose then? Mm. They can, they can't lose a match, can they?" Mm. And that was when it was like, "Well, they've, surely they've got to win if that's the case." Mm. Yeah, it was certainly uh, it, Jerry. It, and it was a shame, as you say, about um, about the game that they lost um, against Watford, which we obviously will uh, will have to sort of uh, mention um, later on. But you know, they 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 had performances in there that were even better than the achievements of the Invincibles. I mean, we're talking about a Liverpool team that, despite not having the same um, achievement as the Invincibles of being unbeaten for thirty eight games in the season. Um, Another thing we're going to talk about later on, 
they're, they're actually well on course to her, to amass the most amount of points ever in Premier League history. Um, so it is a case of yeah, I know we, I know people were talking about the Invincibles and saying which games are they going to lose, but I think the point stands even more for this for this Liverpool team and. And the achievement is potentially even greater than that than that Arsenal Invincibles team simply because of the sheer number of games that Liverpool have, have won this season. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the difference. It's not the not the fact they're grinding out those draws. It's the fact that they're not they're not playing well and they're grinding out wins. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was actually the case at the start of the season because actually a lot of people probably say I don't know if you'll agree Liverpool have played worse this season than they did. Last season, it's, it's, this season there's been something different in the last twenty minutes of every match. Yeah, I remember saying I think on the on the um, podcast, may, uh, no, sorry, on the podcast on the radio. I think maybe at the start of the season, I remember distinctly saying it. I said the 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 X factor about um, Manchester City is that they they just have something that when they're behind in the game whether it's behind in the scoreline or whether it's just behind in the performance and they need to do something to get them over the line something just switches on and they just completely change the game and they come out um with three points and don't have to look back or they come out with a positive result and they don't have to look back at that game even if they've had to scrap it out and I said at the start of the season you know if Liverpool are going to beat Man City to the title this season that's something that Liverpool have got to, got to learn or adopt or whatever, um, and I think yeah, I'm completely with you. That's exactly what they did this season, and they ground out results. They, they in terms of the the attractiveness of the football, you would argue that yeah, probably last season was better, but I actually think they played better this season because of the fact that they were down and out. On quite a few occasions this season, really, um, but managed to turn it round. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know you said it perfectly. It's not they're not playing that as attractive a style of play, but um, they, they've still been able to get those results. And even like playing adrenaline goal for the start of the season mm. and a really up front for quite a few games, mm. and then. Still, it's not like the same. It wasn't the same quality of starting eleven in a lot of matches this season. Mm. But still, still able to get the win and stay undefeated for such a long time, and still undefeated at Anfield as well. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, Liverpool's record at Anfield in the Premier League extends for, you know, quite. I think it's it's probably close to going into its third season now. I think. Um, yeah. It is. It is absolutely incredible and. Uh, you know, Liverpool have had still had moments this season. Let's not forget. You know, we're we're not saying that they're that they've played Deitch ball all season or they haven't played the football of Sam Allardyce or whatever all season. They they still have had attractive moments, but I think you know, compare comparing it to last season, it, it certainly was a a big difference. But maybe that's what you need. I mean, you know, fans do talk about they want their team to play attractive football, but in thirty years. When you haven't won a, a Division One title, and you're desperate to win a Division One title, you've never won a Premier League, which the likes of Blackburn and Leicester have done before a, a club as big as Liverpool have. You're not that bothered about attractive football anymore. You just want to get over the line and win the league, don't you? Yeah, well, at the end of the day, there there are no pictures at the end of it really. Like there are no pictures on the trophy. I guess you could say whoever's holding it is holding it, and it yeah. doesn't matter. 
made it tractable or not. That's that's clear through the Fergie years. They were able to, to get those results and and end up winning the league, even if they weren't always the best team in matches. Yeah. Whereas this year, I'd say Liverpool have often been the better team, but where they, last year, they would be the better team and not get the results. This year, they have been able to get those results from how well they're playing. Yeah. Um, there was one moment for me, actually, that um, properly, I mean, I, I did, I wouldn't say I believe Liverpool were going to win the league this season. I believe that it, it was the season for Liverpool to win the league if there wasn't any other season. That's, that, that's different from me believing that they, you know, completely backing them and saying they're going to win the league. I thought that yeah. if there was going to be a year, this has to be the year. Um, but there was, it was actually November. There were two results in November which really cemented my opinion that Liverpool were going to win the league this season. Um, two very, very different games. They were only eight days apart from each other, though. Um, the moment where I, I really started to believe was um, Aston Villa away. And then um, eight days later, we were... Um, in a pub in Newcastle watching Liverpool play City at home uh, when Liverpool absolutely dominated Man City at Anfield. I think they were... The Fabinho goal. Yeah, I think they were... Were they even... Yeah, they, they were 2-0 up at, at half-time and then I think Mane scored like six minutes later. So by the 51st, 52nd minute, we were 3-0 up at home to Man City and Man City just didn't, didn't look like it. But the real clinching point for me, I mean... Liverpool, that that getting those those crucial three point that three point gap over City, um, that extra three point gap over City in that game was obviously crucial, um, because they're your title challenges. But the Aston Villa game, you know, for us to be one nil down at eighty six minutes, and for Andy Robertson to score on the eighty seventh, and then Sadio Mane to score in in the ninety fourth, you know, when I was saying about Man City, you know, being on the back foot. And then switching something on, turning it round, they get the win, and then people forget about it because ultimately City have, have taken the three points home. It's just move on. That was the sort of point where I realised that Liverpool had adopted that mentality and that they were um, capable of switching a game round um, in the dying embers of a game uh, to take home the three points. Yeah, I think that possibly all changed um, that sort of mentality when. Uh, in the Champions League last year against Barcelona, yeah. um, with that knowledge that that team could come back from anything. Yeah. So you're going to the Premier League and you're 2-0, uh, you're 1-0 down against Aston Villa. Uh, it's nothing in comparison, is it? Yeah. So they've sort of got that, that mindset now that they can do everything and that's possibly what made the big difference. You know, Jurgen Klopp came out and said this team are mentality monsters and, um, and since then, it's... You've heard pundits all across uh, all across the world actually say um, this team doesn't know how to lose. Yeah, like it's just it's just not in their nature as a team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, and it it, it it's great, obviously, as a Liverpool fan because you go into every game having. I mean, even the game tomorrow night, you know, you go in with with an awful lot of confidence. Really, you you do fancy. Um, even against you know the most world class teams in the world, I mean it did come as a genuine shock. I remember I was obviously watching the Atleti game with you, and it came as a genuine shock that Liverpool weren't going to progress in 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 the uh, Champions League after that night. It because you just don't Liverpool fans now go into every game 
expecting to not lose. You know, they, 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 there's not a single game, there's not a single team that you can put in front of any Liverpool fan and say they'd absolutely batter your team because it, it it's just it just wouldn't be true. Nobody nobody can. Or certainly Liverpool fans don't feel like that. Yeah, and even that then that that was um, you know the first match was just Simeone all over, wasn't it? Just yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get a goal early and then sit back and just not let anything happen for the rest of the game. Yeah, um, but, and then the second game, the return to Anfield, just to be honest, happened to be a bit of a freak. Liverpool managed to claw it back as they have been able to do so often, and then uh, yeah, I won't I won't go on too much. <laughs> there was that. There was that. Adrian mistake, and then from there it was clear. Yes, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I because we were we were going out that night. If it was, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it was a it was a quiet night, crying into a beer in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> um, let's. Ju- I just want to. I just want to compare the um, the achievements of Liverpool to some other teams. Obviously, um, the Invincibles on. I don't even think in the top three in terms of how many points they've they've racked up this season. But we talk about the Invincibles as being one of the best Premier League sides because they went on this unbeaten run. Um, they won in their in in the league over thirty eight games. They won twenty six and drew twelve, um. So finished on ninety points. Right. The comparison this season is that Liverpool have already won two more games than the Invincibles, um, with seven games remaining. Are only four points away from matching Arsenal's record in that season with seven games remaining. But Liverpool have only drawn twice and lost once this season. So they've actually only dropped seven points all season. So they would only actually be on, on 93 points. They've, they've amassed 86 out of 93. I mean, that is just a simply... Oh, there's, no, there's been no greater achievement in the Premier League than that. No, certainly not points-wise. It's... It's the biggest, yeah, probably the biggest achievement in the Premier League in terms of points to the to this uh, to this point uh, where where we are now. Set points so many times then. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's that. There's the Centurions, and we'll see if Liverpool can do better than them. Yeah. But one thing I would say actually is this: this is just playing devil's advocate. Is that when, when Arsenal did that, other teams in the league were performing better. Mm-hmm. When City did that last year, other teams in the league were performing better. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, Liverpool have had that luxury of, um, you know, Arsenal and Tottenham, and you know, early in the season, Chelsea and United not being of any real quality. Mm. Yeah, I I understand where you're coming from. It probably balances out, really, because of um, I suppose you still have to pick up the points. Um, and, yeah, certainly I, I made the case with the Invincibles, though, that, you know, 12 draws in comparison to two draws, you know, that, that's 10 games difference where... It's 10 games where Liverpool are... Well, certainly nine or 10 games that Liverpool are winning that... That the Invincibles were weren't picking up the points, and I know obviously the as you say the quality dropped off a little bit for some teams, but I suppose the there's the mentality there that you've still got to go and pick up the points against these teams. Yeah, you you, you can only beat what's put in front of you. Yeah, can't get the absolutely. extra day, and and that is the most important thing. And Liverpool have done that. 
Yeah. It's ended with them winning the Premier League for the first time, um, League One, for the, uh, first division, sorry, for the first time in 30 years. It's, a, it's an amazing story and nothing can be taken away from them no. um, or any of the fans just because other teams have had a bit, a bit of a drop-off. That's, yeah. That is not the Liverpool team's fault or problem. That's not Jurgen Klopp's problem. All they can do is go out there and, and put on their best show yeah, every do week. The, do their job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, on on this point then, you mentioned the Centurions. Obviously, the, um, the, they got to 100 points um, in the Premier League, didn't they? Um yeah. 15 points, obviously, to beat this record is what Liverpool need. Um, they're on 86 points at the moment. So, with seven games left, 15 points to beat the record. The only way that they can do that is by getting five wins. They can't do any other combination, I don't think. Actually, no, they can They can win four and, and draw three, can't they? Um, yeah. But, nonetheless, um, I'm sure they'll be, they'll be going for five wins rather than um, concentrating on on three draws and four wins. But let me give you their remaining seven games in the Premier League. They've got City away, Villa at home, Brighton away, Burnley at home, Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, and then Newcastle away on the last game of the season. It seems, well, it seems well, pretty... I'm reminded about that last game of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, 15 points looks OK, though, from that, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds certainly doable. Um, City will be the biggest hurdle mm-hmm. obviously and if they can get past that then they'll they're likely to do it it all depends actually what who Jurgen Klopp wants to play we've talked about this before uh, whether he wants to just go out and, and blood some of the youngsters and get them some Premier League experience because there are no fans so there's no commitment to the fans really uh, in terms of people paying to go watch the watch the football mm. um and they've already won the league, which is the most important thing. Uh, records, it's, it's just whether um, Klopp is a man that cares about holding those records. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, what would you do in that situation? What would you, If you were Klopp right now, what would you do? Uh, honestly, I think I would play lower quality. I would mix the teams up. So, um, you know, start some of the youngsters like... Um, Harvey Elliott, we've seen who uh, Williams, yeah. uh, you know, just just play a few of those and give them some experience. I don't think you can you can go wrong with that. If you're playing if you're playing Harvey Elliott alongside Firmino and Mane or Firmino and Salah, I, I don't think there's any danger of there being that big a detriment. To be honest, no, absolutely, absolutely, not against teams like Aston Villa or Brighton. Well, no, because we we saw a team of youngsters do the do the job against a, a practically full strength Everton side at Anfield. You know, so yeah. they are they are capable of doing it. Um, yeah. I also think that you know Klopp will probably have that that record in his sights. It's been a very special season for Liverpool this season, and you know if I mean I'm not saying that that those fifteen points out in seven games is easy because there are there are I'm looking at those games and there are three slip ups by the looks of it. You know, City away. Chelsea at home and even Newcastle away, you know, it, it's they're the, probably the three hardest games out of out of the seven remaining. I'd say, um, yeah. So you know that there are enough slip ups there for for Liverpool to not beat the beat the record. So you know there is still a job to do. It's not it's not um, completely done and dusted, um, but at the same time, you know we, we we've seen that there's some youngsters that show real potential and you know some of them might be able to get 
four games out of the remaining seven in the Premier League. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to think so because you just want to get them some experience ready for next year, and you've seen Pep do it now with a few of his youngsters at City, and I don't see why Klopp can't do that, and and we still go on and get the record. Yeah, and the point the point's got to be made that if Liverpool are going to have a, a quiet transfer window like they're you know record, re- reported to be having. Um, you know, Klopp's death depth next season is going to come from his 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 youngsters. So he's actually got to see who's uh who's going to fit the bill. Absolutely. A, a quick question for you. Go on. Uh, we did on one of our Saturday podcasts. Um, we ranked teams. So we did like um France World Cup winning team, the Centurions and Leicester and the Invincibles. Yeah. Um, and Barca team from two thousand and ten. Um, where do you place this Liverpool team in that now? Because I remember we did the Liverpool Champions League winning team and neither of us ranked them that highly. Mm. Um, this this Liverpool team is certainly would certainly go above the Istanbul winning team for me. Um, I'm not sure how much higher. I mean, you know, the point's got to be made about uh, the Centurions were playing in an arguably more competitive Premier League. But... Liverpool have amassed more points. They still had the job to do, and they went out and did it. As as you said, you know you can only be what's put in front of you. Um, you know if they can if they can um, get beat the Premier League record, having had Adrian in goal for a large part of the the start of the season, he's second keeper, um, who you know let's be honest is it's not one of these keepers that is your second keeper and is is close to the quality of your first keeper or is you know premier league winning keeper adrian is not premier league winning keeper you know he's he's a lower mid table premier league keeper isn't he um, yeah. if you've had him in for a lar- large part of the start of the season and you're having to play likes of Origi in stretches because you're forced to make a choice like that and liverpool are still getting over 100 points um I know you're saying about you know the, the the dip in quality elsewhere and yeah that has to be taken into account but you know if there's so many um, if we win the remaining seven games we've obviously only dropped seven points all season um, and you know no team is going to look at that and think yeah we can beat that because what we saw with the Watford game was that um, you know. A team can a team that is pretty much perfect can still drop points, um, and I do believe it was a loss of concentration. If I'm being brutally honest about that performance, it, it was a loss of concentration that that um, cost Liverpool those three points. But no team is going to look at that and think, yes, that can be beatable. Whereas the Centurions, that that points record is beatable because we've seen it. it it's happened this season. It, it is it is um, it is beatable. So, based on that, to answer your question, um, it's got to, it's got to go right up there. It's got to be close to the Centurions, whether it pips it or not. You know, because of the argument that you were saying about the quality of other teams, but it's either pretty close or just sneaks past the Centurions for me, simply because of on paper, okay, they might not have had as much of a competition, but they still had to win the games, and it was going for long stretches where they were having to win and win and win and win and win all the time. Um, that has got to be right up there for me. Yeah, would you say they're the best team in the world right now? <sighs> um, difficult. 
Exactly, isn't it? Man, that's a tough question. It, it's hard because at full strength, yes, I'd say so, because at full strength we'd have beaten that Letty. Um, had we have had Alisson in goal, I, I do believe we'd have beaten that Letty. Um, and we, you know, we'd have probably, after that game, because um, I remember saying, <laughs> do you know, I, I'm either I either make great predictions or poor predictions, but when I make great predictions, they always come back to haunt me. Like I remember saying at the start of the season on the radio, uh, I think you asked me who are the team that you fear this season, who are the dark horses, and I said Atletico Madrid. I said I wouldn't. I I said I'd rather play Real than Atleti because at least you know roughly um how Real are going to set up against you and you know what sort of challenge you're in for whereas with Atleti that they, they, they were dark horses <laughs> and look what happened you shouldn't have said anything i know i know we, we we should just keep our mouth shut for an hour on the on the radio and just let somebody else talk um but yeah i mean are they the best team in the world I don't know, I'd have to see, like in league format, in terms of consistency in the league over the season, then yes, probably they are. Um, because it's still, you know, it's still arguably been one of the more um, quality um, competitions this season. You know, in terms of, I know we, we, we rank the top five leagues and, you know, you've had interesting battles in the Bundesliga and in, and in Italy as well with Lazio and, and with Spain with um, obviously Barca, Real, but then you've got, um, Seville in there, you know, thrown into the mix as well. Yeah, I mean, in terms of competitiveness of league, you can rank it easily as, I would say, Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, Liga. Yeah. And there be much question about that. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and you know, right. last last season we'd have said that you know Liverpool are the knockout kings. They're not the league kings because we we'd had too many close shaves where. We, we were rubbed the wrong way and, and uh, we, we didn't win the league, but we were always, you know, good good in the Champions League and good fighters there. But it seems to have not necessarily turned the other way to say that we're now poor in knockouts because we're not, but certainly in the league, it's it's been fantastic this season. Yeah, it's been uh, such a special achievement and something that, as you say, neither you or I, did expect at the start of the season until it, it almost looked a certainty because it's you know as Liverpool fans it's not something you want to do stand there and say oh this is our this is our year because it it never is and it, it's nice that it's finally come yeah definitely um one question then uh, that I've got for you if there's I said to you about the the turning point moment but what was your best moment what was your favourite moment from from this season if you had to pick one whether it was a game or something that happened off the pitch or whatever, um, what was the best moment for you? Other than obviously lifting the title, because that's that's obviously every Liverpool fan's favourite moment. But over the season, what was your favourite moment? There are there are certainly a few that can be uh, can be thrown in here. I I did love Fabinho's goal against City. That was that was something special. Um, that last minute equaliser against United was great. Um, I think I have to go for the the Aston Villa comeback though. Yeah. Uh, I think it's that just has really uh, shown what this team's been all about this season, as we mentioned earlier on. Um, to to go from being down in a match to winning it in the last seven minutes is is just something really special, and 
and that was like right this team has, has got to be one of the best around if they can have the tenacity and drive to do that yeah absolutely absolutely I mean for me it's probably actually a moment that didn't happen in the Premier League um, if it was to be a Premier League moment it, it probably is either that Aston Villa game or, or the City game because uh, you know uh, really beating City that well was um, you know beating City is obviously a great great moment in the season but beating them in the way that we did was was very special um, but the moment for me which I think a lot of Liverpool fans me you know certainly me admittedly um, take for granted is the quality of the youth coming through and I, I do believe that that's why Klopp possibly didn't invest more time, effort and money into going after the likes of Werner. Um, that Liverpool game that we played against Everton at Anfield, where we played 11 youngsters, and everybody said we're just going to get turned over at home and it's going to be an embarrassment. What is Klopp doing with the cup? You know, he can't be bothered with the cup. Um, and those that Liverpool team, you know, with a, I'd love to know what their combined age is or what their average age was. Um, but they were just complete professionals, and they're so mature, and and they they got a really well fought win against against the Derby rivals. Which can I just say, you know, for the for the first team to do it. I mean, we saw it at Goodison the other week. It's not easy to beat Everton. It's never easy to beat Everton, whether you're at Anfield or you're at Goodison, um, and that's for the first team. And you know, Everton played, you know, a, not necessarily their strongest team, but they certainly played a strong team that was going to beat our. Our juniors, yeah. um, and 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 the the young and then, Liverpool and then team. Curtis Jones said no. Yeah, exactly. You know, the young Liverpool team did what what um, a lot of Liverpool fans worry about, which is beating Everton. Certainly, beating Everton at home because you know it's the derby. It's a different atmosphere, and um, that has to be the special moment for me. Because I, I remember I was actually on the train back up to Newcastle. I've been I've been home, and I was on the train back to Newcastle watching it on my phone and I, I remember when that goal went in and that was the moment where I thought to myself actually I've just realised this is the Liverpool youth team beating a Premier League side you know this is why this is why Klopp isn't you know that bothered about um, having this busier transfer window because actually he has got the players um, and what you were saying about you know in the remaining seven games it's a real opportunity to, to see what um these youth lads are like when they have a bit of a run in the Premier League because obviously you know when it's one game and they say we're going to stick all the young lads out there's a certain amount of like reverse momentum behind this Liverpool team isn't there because they're the complete underdogs but they're at Anfield they've got the cop behind them and they're going to go for it there's that sort of hidden momentum in there um, but it'll be really interesting to see what they can do over a, a few games in the Premier League if, if Klopp grants them that, that, uh, that luxury yeah yeah, definitely. Um, now here's a here's a difficult question for you because, uh, as you know, we like to play devil's advocate. Um, going into next season, what do you change in this Liverpool team at the moment? Do you change anything? Um, are Liverpool capable of winning the Premier League this next season? Um, and if so, or even if not, um, what do you change in terms of players or whatever? Right, it is a difficult question. Um, I'll start off by saying, um, in response to the latter part of the question, and I'll say I think it'll be a lot more difficult for Liverpool to win the season yeah. next year. Um, 
win the league next season, I should say. <laughs> yeah. uh, it'll be more. It'll be. It'll be more competitive. We've seen the the signings that are being sort of thrown around. We've seen that teams are starting to um, settle in when they had a bad start to the season, and uh, the amount of the amount of quality managers in the Premier League right now is is really quite um, astonishing. So there's going to be a lot more of a challenge for Liverpool next season. Do I think they can still do it? Yes. Do I think it'll be as clear cut and as runaway? No. It's probably going to be more of a of a last last few games thing like it was last year. Um, in response to the first part of the question, would I change anything? Uh, yes, I think there's that there's that depth that we always talk about. But then, if these young players can come through and and uh, prove themselves to be like brilliant beyond belief then um, we don't need to reach out into the transfer market for that mm-hmm. defence is fine defence is solid yeah. um, I, I would like a I'd like a like a big name defender but we don't need one we've yeah. got we've got Gomez who's brilliant and obviously Van Dijk and then our full backs and goalkeeper are, are world class mm-hmm. midfield is fantastic can't really see any need for improvement in the midfield really either. So, you know, then it all just depends. The only reason there would need to be change is if... The only reason there needs to be change in the first team is if either Salah or Mane leave. Yeah. Do you think they will? I wouldn't be surprised if one of them did. Right, Okay. Okay. Interesting. I certainly wouldn't be surprised about it. Okay. It's an interesting. I mean, I I can't see either of them leave. To be honest, um, I don't know. I just think it's the it's the culture that that Klopp has created at Liverpool. I think it, it's I don't just know so why difficult. They um, and I hope they don't. I just wouldn't be surprised yeah. because the way it works now. Yeah. Yeah. No. And make, if, uh, if either of them did, then the one thing I would the one thing I would want is just a big name signing. You know, we missed out on Werner, who's now everyone's talking about Chelsea and Werner and how they're going to be a formidable team next season. Yeah. Uh, I want that again for Liverpool now. I don't want people to forget that Liverpool are the best in the league. I want a big name signing for people to go, oh, actually, yeah, that's right, they're still here. Yeah, or even, you know, whether it's a big name signing, but, you know, Klopp is... Klopp has turned rejects and and sort of throwaways into into world class players again, hasn't he? I mean, the only I'm trying to think of any player that he's signed that actually you know you could argue Mane, but none of those none of those players were were Premier League winners. They might have been part of of a team that you know had had, uh, had won the Premier League. I'm not sure whether Salah was there when when Chelsea won the Premier League, but. Um, he doesn't really count. No, exactly. You know, and the, the, there was nobody in that team. You know, okay, Oxlade Chamberlain's maybe the other one. No, actually, I don't think so. Um, so he can turn anybody. He he has an eye for a player, and he gets his player in, and he turns him into a star. So you know, they might need to obviously if if it'll probably work off a one in one out sort of thing. If a player leaves, then they will probably look down to a, a replacement. Um, but you know, even if Salah goes, I mean, 
Harvey Elliott wouldn't be too far away from breaking into the first team, I don't think. From what we've seen of him, you know, he's um, he show he does show Salah like tendencies, doesn't he? So the, the, there's there's no, and it, it wouldn't be too unusual either. Having watched Mason Greenwood for Manchester United last night, uh, it, it wouldn't be unusual to be playing such a young player yeah. in the third group. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that signals an end to the end of um, today's podcast. Uh, that's it. Um, yes. That one question: Who's your player of the season? <sighs> Henderson. All right. Well, same as me then. Now you can finish. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, only because only because of um, you know what he's finally achieved. I think he deserves it. What he's finally achieved as a captain. Um, and yeah, such a consistent player whenever he's played. I couldn't tell you when Henderson's had a bad game this season and we missed him because he didn't play in the loss to Watford. Um, we missed him then. And, um, that tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Manny, you know, you could look at that front three and say one of these three lads is the best player that Liverpool have played this season. But, um, you know, they, they've all had fantastic achievements in front of goal, yes, but there have also been games where they have gone missing, like every footballer does. But I can honestly say, hand on heart, watching Henderson for every game that he's played this season, the full 90, and even some of his substitute appearances, um, a complete, consistent player. And I can't... There's no standout game this season where I've thought he hasn't had as good a game as he has had in the past. Yeah. But um, I presume that's that, that's the same reason for you then. Yeah, ex- exactly the same reason, mate. Just, just oozes class yeah. and not... Not necessarily even quality, just class, if you know what I mean yeah, by that. Absolutely. He's surrounded by quality on the pitch, but he's, he just holds it all together. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, that's it for this week. Um, we're going to be back on Saturday to bring you, uh, obviously, as usual, the latest updates on what is going on in the footballing world, as well as an update on um, what is going on with our prediction game. It's very tight at the moment, everybody. Uh, thankfully, everybody has picked up points because um, that would have been a bit embarrassing if they hadn't. Um, but we'll give you a full update and rundown on that on uh, Saturday. We'll also be back next Wednesday at 7pm um, for our players that are now managers uh, 1 to 11, which is one that we both really enjoyed making. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's then, but for now, uh, have a great rest of the week and we'll see you on Saturday.